0: the state department has confirmed that president joe biden's administration has elevated diplomatic relations with the palestinian government which could violate the jerusalem embassy act of 1995. it is also reported that a new office of palestinian affairs will be established in jerusalem will joe biden succeed in dividing jerusalem will he establish a two-state solution the bible actually tells us exactly what to expect For this situation, let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. There's a little city in the Middle East that's kind of um, on everyone's radar, and it seems like it's been this way for thousands of years. You've probably heard of it, Jerusalem, Israel. There's talks about it being divided in a peace plan, essentially, one way or another. And many speculate that that will occur. However, the Bible does tell us what to expect in that regard. So Joe Biden is actually about to leave, or he's already left, for the Middle East. And uh, he's going there with the idea in mind that he's going to divide Jerusalem, essentially, Doug. And the Palestinians are going to essentially get an embassy in that city, and since it's kind of a prophecy topic, people are wanting to know what's going on prophetically, what's the Bible say. And since the Bible specifically
1: says, it's like, how can we not talk about it? Right. Yeah, when this is kind of news is is there, uh, it's hard not to talk about it. And, you know, with the steps that uh, the Trump administration made to uh, put our embassy in Jerusalem, establishing that uh, the United States recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Uh, the, these headlines that are coming out today, it's it's like full reversal of what was done through the Trump administration. And it's, it's hurtful to Israel as well. And so uh, it's important that we kind of understand what's going on over there. Now, I don't know, Vince, that he got to leave on time. There has been rumor and... Um, I'm not sure, but I think it's been postponed now until mid-July uh, because uh, I think that he is trying to work in going to Saudi Arabia along with Israel. Now he did have a representative there last week, I think, but I think that he actually hasn't got to go, and he's going in July. Just to kind of clarify, confirmed that. from the White House. I just googled it as
0: you're. Talking. Yeah, it
1: was late breaking. News, I think it was something that came out um, a few hours ago. Yeah. So uh, I just happened to be privy to that because I was reading all kinds of things today that you haven't been able to read. So I just wanted to let everybody know that.
0: Got it. So he will be there next month, which Mm -hmm. is just
1: a few weeks away. Yeah.
0: Is he going to divide Jerusalem? We're going to get into that. But he's going there with that intent, um, at least maybe is it direct? Is he going out? Is he just saying publicly we're going there? We're going to divide Jerusalem, give half to the Palestinians, half to? No.
1: No, the things that he's doing is kind of uh, coming in, uh, you know, under radar, trying to to kind of push some things through. That's what we'll discover when we get into these articles a little bit. It's not so much that he's coming out there and saying, this is what we're going to do. But with the fact that he's establishing this, uh, basically a Palestinian public affairs there in Jerusalem, he's giving some... uh, I guess, some steam to their fight in saying that, you know, Jerusalem is their capital as well. And that's kind of what's happening here. We're seeing, uh, you know, so many different things with the uh, world government, with the UN and and, uh, the world community. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, take away Israel's claim to the Holy Land there. Uh, We know from the Bible that uh, Israel has every right to be there. And we're going to get into those scriptures today, too, and talk about some of that. Um, but the whole thing about this is he's trying to do it in like, um, you know, kind of sweep the dirt under the rug basically and, uh, and not let anybody know, but you know what happens when you do that? There's a, there's a bump in the rug and people go, Hey, what's that bump? And lift the rug up. So that's kind of what's going on. here. I
0: know about that because my, that's what my sister used to do. (laughs) She would hide it under the rug. Uh huh. I didn't do that. Absolutely. No. Come on now. Yeah. I do want to remind you all that this is a very special month, June. Um, it's special because we've had some very generous partners um, say, "Hey, we're wanting to do a match um, campaign with you all." And so essentially, um, when you donate 50 dollars, it's going to turn into 100, because they're doubling it up to 50,000 dollars. So when you donate 50, it turns to 100. 100 turns to 200. 500 turns to 1,000. You get the idea. Your donation times two, but it's only for this month. It's capped off. Um, when July 1st hits, it will be over. And so uh, it's nothing that's going to be extended unless, I guess, somebody else could do this. But we've never had this happen before. So this is the first time we're ever doing this, to my knowledge. And um, so it's a special month. It's really cool because, uh, like I said, your donation gets doubled. So when you go to com slash 2x... Uh, You can donate there, or you can give us a call, 800-END-TIME, 800-363-8463, and tell them you want to participate in the Match Campaign. So be sure to do that. We've only got uh, 16 days left of this month, so it would bless End Time tremendously, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, This show is made available for absolutely free every single weekday, and also on television every week, and on the internet for free, and on the radio, and so... That happens because of generous partners like you all. Our average contributor gives somewhere around $50 a month. And so, um, you know, this is made possible because of givers like you. And we're so thankful for you. We pray for you every day. And we know you all are praying for us. Some of you are not able to give, and we certainly understand that. Uh, We are a partner-supported ministry, so we we do what we can from the donations that you give. And so... Thank you very much for your continued contributions over years. And most importantly, your continued prayers. We certainly appreciate that very, very much. Will Biden divide Jerusalem? That's what we're talking about today. Uh, Perhaps a two uh, state solution would be had in this peace deal that could come about. And then everyone's gonna wanna know,
1: um, is Joe Biden the Antichrist, Doug? (laughs) Of course, that's always the question. People ask. Not, of course, he is. People always ask that question, of course. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, we'll we'll kind of establish that, I guess, throughout the program. But I'm just going to say right off, no, Joe Biden is not the Antichrist, although he is Antichrist. He's not the Antichrist. But there's a lot of things about his policies that are Antichrist. And, uh, you know, just with abortion in general and with the. The homosexual agenda, those two things go against the Word of God. So he is not the Antichrist, but he is one of many that are Antichrist. So
0: are you saying that Joe Biden is evil?
1: (laughs) I'm not going to say it on the air, okay? I'm not going to say that kind of stuff on the air, but I would think if you think the guy is against God then you could probably figure that
0: out no matter who it is that's right will biden divide jerusalem we'd love to hear from you give us a call at 877 end time 877-363-8463 also don't forget to go to ntime.com slash 2x or call 800-363-8463 your donations are being doubled this month only so do it today
2: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intimecom slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463.
3: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Steagall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877 End Time, 877 363 8463. We have several conferences coming up in July. So we might be coming to an area near you. We would love for you to come out and meet us and um, participate in a conference in your area. Go to com slash events and see where we might be headed in July. Also, um, I do want to take this time to remind you that when you share this video on Facebook or on YouTube or anywhere you're um, watching or listening, it helps us out a lot. So tell a friend, tell a family member about this show, And uh, be sure to share, hit the heart icon, it helps uh, break through the algorithms a bit and get to your friends and family a little bit more. This topic is of particular interest because, um, first of all, it's extremely current in that in a few weeks, uh, Joe Biden will be traveling to Jerusalem, and many are saying the intent is to divide Jerusalem. These are people that are uh, just reporting on the news, not necessarily coming at it from a Bible prophecy perspective. But obviously we look at current events through a lens of Bible prophecy and because of that we can look at these things and say we don't have to be worried, we don't have to be overly overly concerned, we don't have to freak out about some things because we can see what the Bible says is coming and in some cases what it says is not coming. And so we can look at these things with hope and peace and that's what we're all about here is explaining current events to a lens of Bible prophecy and not freaking out we've never given a date on when the end of the world is we never will do that Uh, we're just going to tell you what the Bible says and do our best to stick to that um, to the best of our ability and so will Joe Biden divide Jerusalem Doug something that needs to be talked about because we don't have to get I guess overworked about this subject in general
1: right yeah I mean you know there 's been a lot of people that have tried to do this in the past too, so uh, it's it 's not strange to have another u s president do things like this but uh, it 's it 's interesting some of the things that uh, we see this administration doing uh, you know I'm, i mean don 't get me started on where we are in and you know our economy and everything else right now Uh, but there's been several things that have been done through this administration that make you scratch your head and wonder what's going on you know the Afghanistan pullout and that debacle that happened there uh, our border crisis that's still going on and so uh, this is just one more thing that comes up and you're sitting there scratching your head going what is this man thinking or is he thinking who's calling the shots here and what's this about so interesting articles today.
0: Um, Why is this even important to talk about Doug because people you know all the time go you know they get worked up because of Ukraine or some other country um, and then people are against that but they're pro helping Israel and then there's you know what do we care about dividing Jerusalem or not why is this something to even discuss.
1: Well, because it's very prophetic in, uh, in nature and so we are told to look for certain things to happen in the Bible. and uh, some of what we're going to talk about today uh, is is definitely very important in a prophetic lens. Uh, a lot of it is uh, something that Jesus said to look for. and so we're going to look at those scriptures today. after we break these articles down, we'll jump into the prophetic side of this and that will help our listeners. Uh, to understand why we're talking about that and why Jerusalem is such an important uh, part of Bible prophecy. And it's like the center of the world when it comes to uh, prophecy.
0: So Jesus said to look for some of the things we're going to be discussing. Yes, sir. And these things happen to be being discussed in the news by non-Christian sources. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a big deal. Right. We better get right into okay. it. Will Joe Biden divide Jerusalem? Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. The first story is Biden admin betraying U.S. Embassy Act of 1995. And it says the State Department has confirmed with the Washington Free Beacon that President Biden's administration is cuddling up to the Palestinian government, which could violate the Jerusalem Embassy Act of 1995. Quote, the Biden administration elevated diplomatic relations with the Palestinian government in what diplomats warn is the first step to walking back the United States' historic recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital. A new office of Palestinian affairs will be established in Jerusalem and act independently of the U.S. ambassador to Israel's office there. So they're, they're saying this will happen, Doug. Mm-hmm. Are they speculating? Do they know something, I guess, some inside information that it's a done deal?
1: Well, I mean, basically, if he goes through with this deal, which it appears that he will, it it will uh, do what this reporter is saying that it's going to do. I mean, when we think about 1995, and you think about what it's talking about that. This, this has been on the books since 1995, and every president since then has said, I will move the embassy to... Jerusalem when I'm elected president, but none of them did it until Trump came into office, made the same promise, and then boom, he did it. Because Trump understood that if we were going to try to reach a peace settlement between the Palestinians and the Israelis, the first thing we have to do is take the most disputed thing off the board, and that's what he did. He established Jerusalem as their capital in the eyes of the world. You know, every every country, Vince, has always been able to determine what their capital is. Every state, every country has been able to do that except for this one, Israel. And the world community does not recognize Jerusalem as their capital. Uh, and so when America established this and did this under the Trump administration, this is something that, just like everything else that Trump tried to establish, pulling us out of New World Order and things like that, uh, the Biden administration has tried to re implement those things. And this appears that that's what he's doing here as well.
0: Okay. And it says that um, the 1995 Jerusalem Embassy Act mandated only a single U.S. embassy be placed in the holy city of Jerusalem. So they could be going against that, is the point of that. Right. Um, continuing the quote opening a diplomatic office to the Palestinians in Jerusalem after the U.S. recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital making it clear Jerusalem is part of Israel, has the same disastrous consequences as opening a formal consulate. David Milstein, who served as special assistant to former U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Freeman, told the Free Beacon, quote, This decision is a blatant effort to begin to unravel the implementation of the Jerusalem Embassy Act of 1995 and circumvent Israel's clear opposition to a formal consulate, especially since the Biden administration admits this step as part of its plan to still open a consulate. The purpose behind this move is, quote, to walk back the U.S. recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital, erode Israel's sovereignty over its capital city, and signal support for dividing Jerusalem. It is outrageous and shameful, Milstein said. Members of Congress should use every tool At their disposal to block implementation of this decision. Jason Greenblatt, former White House envoy to the Middle East, described the decision as a uh, concession to the Palestinian government which incites terrorism against Israel and pays salaries to convicted militants. Even more troubling is the reversal of the chain of command established by the Trump administration. Greenblatt told Free Beacon. It is extremely bad practice for reporting on Palestinian affairs to go directly to the State Department without being run through the U.S. ambassador to Israel. So many of the issues they're responsible for are entwined intertwined and so much can be missed, misconstrued, and manipulated when the chain of command is disrupted. So we celebrated Trump's team's move to do this. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, I don't know that, (laughs) I'm not sure we stopped and said, did he go through Congress to do that? But in this case, we're saying Congress needs to step up, and or at least that's what he's saying, and we're reporting on it. Mm -hmm. Um, What do we say to people that feel like maybe we're getting political, too political, and we're, we're,
1: you know, bashing Biden and praising Trump and all that stuff that we hear sometimes? Well, I mean, the one thing about that is we're looking at Bible prophecy and we're looking at what uh, the Word says uh, about this. We haven't gotten to that part yet. So if you're tuning in and that's what you uh, are hearing right now, you're thinking this is way too political. But the the whole point of it is is that we know that there are going to be certain people who are going to rise up and do certain things. Uh, those people are going to and have already talked about wanting to... Uh, split Jerusalem down the middle and give half of it to uh, the Israelis and half of it to the Palestinians. But uh, once we get into Scripture and you begin to understand what's going on there, you'll see that it is this is more of a spiritual battle than it is a political battle because God has said he will put his name there. And ever since he made that establishment, the, the devil has been trying to put his name there in Jerusalem. And so once we get to where we can talk about Scripture... You'll begin to understand why this is a big deal and why we're talking about it the way we are. Um, so, how would you
0: feel if Biden said, We're not splitting Jerusalem, it's all for the Jews and Israel, and he tried to establish a peace plan that looked a lot like the peace plan that Trump submitted? What, what, what would you feel? How would you feel about that?
1: I would think that that's a, a great thing for him to do, and it would be an accomplishment that. Uh, you know, that we could celebrate for the Biden administration.
0: So you wouldn't go, oh, he's a Democrat.
1: I don't like this plan. No, it wouldn't have anything to do with a Republican or Democrat. It, it has to do with uh, standing behind Israel. And, uh, you know, what, we want to be a blessing to Israel and not a curse uh, but like that article said, the Palestinian Authority there, they are a, a world sponsor of terrorism, especially against the Jewish people and uh, have said some of their terrorist organizations have said, you give me you know, X amount of, of dollars and I'll destroy Israel to the last person, down to the last person. I mean, this is the heart of what that Palestinian Authority wants to do, not the Palestinian people but the people who are in charge of the Palestinian authority and deal with Hamas and deal with Iran. So it's it's very much a spiritual thing.
0: All right. The next story is Biden's State Department sidesteps Israel to open Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem. This is from Israel365news.com. Quote, the U.S. does not have the legal authority to establish or expand the consulate in Jerusalem without Israel's consent," Zell said. "This is international law. They understand that. When the controversy came up one year ago, I was one of the people fighting it. They can't open a consulate to the Palestinians in Israel without the Israel go- Israeli government's consent. The Israeli government said no, so that is why they didn't do it. The Biden administration is going to upgrade the Special Department for Palestinian Affairs run by Hadi Amar, and disconnect this department from reporting to the U.S. ambassador to Israel, these are internal moves that the Biden administration can do without Israel's cooperation or consent. Israel's argument could be that they are effectively opening a de facto consulate to the Palestinian Authority without actually calling it that or going through the proper procedures to open up such a consulate inside Israel. This would entirely undo everything Trump accomplished. Not only did he move the physical embassy and close the consulate, but no less important was the fact that all U.S. diplomatic personnel in Israel then had to report to the U.S. ambassador to Israel. The State Department is trying to use a backdoor loophole to establish a Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem, which is something they couldn't do through the front door by negotiating with the Israeli government. It is not illegal, but hugely disrespectful to Israel. Price's announcement comes just a few weeks before a planned visit by Biden to Israel. He plans to visit eastern Jerusalem unoccupied by Israeli officials, a move that is also considered approval of Palestinian Authority capital in Jerusalem.
1: Yeah, so just like I said, it's very disrespectful to the government of Israel, but that's not been a big deal in the past Uh, with some of the other administrations and how they treat Israel. Uh, Now, some of them, Democrat and Republican, have done Israel kind of dirty. We're not naming any one thing at this point, but we will talk about some things later uh, in the program once we discuss some biblical aspects to what's happening there. Uh, So Jerusalem is the most disputed piece of property in the whole world, Vince. And this is something, like I said before, it's the center of the world as far as Bible prophecy is concerned. It's, it's where the final battle will take place in this world before Jesus comes back and establishes his kingdom and reigns here for a thousand years. And then where does he reign? He reigns in Jerusalem. And so we'll look at scripture here in a little while that talks about some of these things. But uh, it's, it's very important that we talk about the prophetic answer to will Jerusalem be divided? Um, and, and so those are things that we need to discuss. Like you were talking about, why is this important to us? The reason why it's important to us is the Bible's very clear about certain things. And there will be some dividing of the land, there'll be some uh, giving. Up land for peace. It's things that Israel has done in the past. Every time that this happens, it appears like there's been some judgment that has taken place. We've talked about it on this program before where there's been like major storms after we've made Israel give up things. I don't know how many people watching the program remember when they did this in Gaza and they actually went to Gaza and pulled Jewish people out of their homes, soldiers, drugged them out of their homes, kicking and screaming and crying uh, when Ariel Sharon was the prime minister, and Palestinians immediately ran into these people's homes and took the homes over because they physically pulled the people out of there. After that was done, and I think that was done like in 98, maybe, uh, maybe wrong about the year, I can't remember but it, but it's back in the 90s. And they promised they would never do that again.
0: So if this does happen, what Biden's trying to do, does that push back the prophetic timeline? decades or is it not that big of a deal and and what could be coming
1: we'll talk about it a little bit more here yeah, when we come back time. <laughs> we also
0: have a video we're pulling from the archives of irvin baxter explaining some of this stuff so you don't want to go anywhere we'll play that after the break don't forget to go to endtime.com slash 2x
2: whether it's a global pandemic threat of war or floundering economies end time events are happening around the world every day how can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty Or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the
4: first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do have some open lines at 877-ENDTIME. 877-363-8463. 877 We'll be getting those calls here momentarily. But first, we do want to um, show you the video that we have in store. But before we get to that, Doug, I asked you right before the break, if Biden accomplishes what he's trying to do with the Palestinian Authority in Jerusalem, will that push back um, where we're at in God's prophetic
1: time clock? I I don't believe that it'll have a whole lot of significance as far as pushing back any timeline. It it appears like prophecy is coming at us so fast, and um, with the Biden administration actually uh, playing up to the Palestinian authority and maybe playing into what they would like, uh, it it might even help us get to. Uh, A uh, Israeli-Palestinian talk again over peace, I don't know that for sure. That's just purely speculation, but uh, it could actually help things speed up a little bit. Uh, I don't know how much it would slow it down, but it could definitely help.
0: Well, if, if, you know, some people would say that Jerusalem is not going to be divided. Right. And we're sitting here reading stories about Jerusalem being divided. Right. So it seems like it, ne- it wouldn't necessarily delay God's time clock, but I guess our perspective of it is what could adjust, is what I'm right. speculating. Well, I don't here. want
1: to give away too much till we get oh. to that scripture, because okay. we're going to talk about it. And, and I don't want to give it away too much, uh, but we do have an answer for that question. We'll come back to it. All right. Well, what's next? Uh, let's go to this video. We got a great video of Pastor Baxter back when the program was called Politics and religion. Well, you're not allowed to talk about politics <laughs> and religion together. Right. We and so th- this is a great clip. He's going to talk to us about the very thing because even back then uh, they were actually talking about the possibility of trying to divide Jerusalem.
4: Now, what makes Jerusalem so important to the Jewish people? I'm looking at the scripture right now. This is first Kings chapter number nine, verse number three. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, speaking of Solomon, I've heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Now he's speaking about the newly built temple. This was at the time of the dedication of the first temple which was built by Solomon. 1 Kings eleven thirty six says it this way, And unto his son will I give one tribe that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen me to put my name there. And then it also s- speaks about an evil king. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said in Jerusalem, will I put my name? Okay, so it's repeated some 37 times in the Old Testament that Almighty God made a sovereign decision that he would put his name in the city of Jerusalem. And he even went further than that. He said, I'll do it on the Temple Mount in the house that Solomon built. The Temple Mount, of course, is at 35 acres on the top of Mount Moriah, Uh, where presently the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque stand, but where shortly there will be Israel's third temple built. Now, at the center of this whole thing is Jerusalem. You and I right now are entering, at this moment, the time period when there will be more prophetic fulfillment than any other like era since the world began. There was a lot of prophetic fulfillment, Before the first coming of Jesus, but there's going to be ten times that much in the era in which you and I live. This is the most exciting, wonderful era of prophetic fulfillment the world has ever seen.
1: Pretty awesome. Makes you miss
0: him, man. It it does. Play that clip, right? People don't want to hear anything we have to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty awesome because he does. He makes a great point that we are entering the time where prophecy is going to be coming uh, so fast at us. And Vince, that's where we are. It's crazy because uh, you know you hear us talk about going through uh, the news and and trying to find articles to talk about on the program, and we have so many to choose from every day. It's like it's coming at us so fast, and uh, and Jerusalem is the center point of of all that. So. Uh, he mentioned in that video these scriptures uh, where Jesus said that I will put my name there. And he said, uh, Hey, he, b- before we, I, I want to say yeah. something for Okay, a go for it. Is it now or are you got more to say? Sorry. I'm excited. I didn't want to get right ahead. into the scripture. Yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, well,
0: I wanted to say that, you know, hearing that, I know that, you know, being on the radio for 30 years or so,
1: yeah,
0: uh, people watching him, um, on the internet and on television for close to twenty years, on top of that, I know that you miss Irvin Baxter tremendously, and we do as well. Uh, so I want to make sure that you are aware on into the age plus it 's kind of like our version of Netflix. Um, we have a bunch of footage from him, some several lessons. Uh, and by several, I guess I should say maybe thousands of lessons on there. But specifically, one section on there. Currently, there are 29 episodes on the Irvin Baxter Sermon Archives. Mm. I love these. These are cassette tapes that we have from when Irvin pastored for over 30 years, yeah. and we're converting them to MP4s and adding them to Into the H Plus. So, if you go to Into the H Plus, click on the Browse option, and then right there at the top, there's a Series bar. If you hit the right arrow, the Irvin Baxter Sermon Archives will display. And there are tons of messages. Well, 29 messages right now, and we're adding to them regularly. But one of them is um, prayer, a matter of life and death. (laughs) He's not talking about Israel um, or China bombing somebody or anything like that. These are messages that he preached to a congregation. Prayer, a matter of life and death. A place called Eternity. Yeah, he hits on hell there. There's, that's not really a popular message anymore. Um, <laughs> a special encounter with God. I'm just scrolling through here and and um, looking and he, he, even leadership sessions. Yeah. So where he would teach leaders in the church apparently. Oh. So a lot of great messages on there from when Irvin was pastoring. But there's also, like I said, hundreds of prophecy related stuff as well. So yeah. go to watch.endtime.com. Go to the End of the Age Plus app, mm-hmm. and uh, you can listen to Irvin Sermons or watch his uh, videos there. There's literally thousands of hours of content available on End of the Age Plus, mm-hmm. watch.endtime.com. Sorry about that, Doug. No. I want to make sure everyone was aware that all that was there.
1: Well, there's so much teaching there, too. I mean, uh, we've got video teaching of him teaching other topics other than prophecy there, too, you know, like taking you through the entire Bible. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my favorite is Keys to Spiritual Growth. That's my favorite lesson that we have. And it's like a 13-lesson series. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. So, yeah, tons and tons of stuff. Um, But yeah, so he he mentioned in that video, we just watched three scriptures where God said, I will put my name in Jerusalem and specifically that Temple Mount. So we have a link today uh, that you can go and you can see those scriptures. There's actually, I think, 38. Uh, I had 40 in my notes, but I think there's 38. Well, I think it's 39. It may be 39. So uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, would you give them that link? It's
0: Simply in dot com slash name.
1: N-A-M-E. endtime.com slash name. Yeah. And it gives you those scriptures throughout the Bible, of thirty-nine of them, uh in in the Bible where the Lord said, I shall put my name there in Jerusalem. And uh we also just quickly here I want to show the, the people that are watching the program. Uh, this this is an interesting side note. This is uh, the if you look at the image, you see uh, what is known as the Shem there. And that is the name of God. It's a Hebrew symbol that means God. And so it looks like for those that are listening and can't see it, it looks like an E lying, laying on its backside uh, with a dot above uh, one of the branches of the E coming out. So like a capital E laying on its back uh, with its feet to the air. And then if you look to the right of the image there, you see uh, this is a topographical picture of the Temple Mount, and it shows the different valleys there. And the actual symbol of the Shem, God's name in Hebrew, is actually in the landscape there. Uh, It's interesting. I'm not saying that this is, you know, for sure a thing or not, but it's very interesting because you've got, uh, I, I guess that's Hanon Valley, the Rifrim Valley, and then the Kidron Valley, and then the temple where they believe the temple would have been located is where the dot above the symbol would be. And so when you look at that, it's very interesting. I've always been fascinated by that topographical picture of that and seeing how the valleys make up. The name of God there because it's almost as if God took his finger in the landscape of Jerusalem and drew the name of God there. So not only did he tell us 39 times in scripture, but also in the landscape of uh, Israel. It's very interesting to see that. And so uh, that once again is called the Shem and it's there in the valley around the Temple Mount. Now, what do you say about people that speculate and say, come on
0: now, Doug, that's a map that you can draw almost anything on there. No, they can say whatever they want. I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people say that. So yeah, absolutely. People also
1: say, say Bigfoot exists, so you know, there's you got that going for you too. So
0: anyway, you're not on
1: that. No, not, on that train. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet, but I saw this. I was I saw it while I was there. I walked in those valleys. Pretty awesome. So moving on. You're gonna, you're gonna get some beef about yeah, that. It's though. all right. I
0: don't care. Matthew 24, (laughs) Jesus said this, right? This is what we're getting at, these scriptures. yes. Starting in verse 15, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not seen since the beginning of the world, to this time no nor ever shall be.
1: Yes, so this is one of those scriptures, Vince, that we understand that Judea is going to be a place where it's going to be given over to this Palestinian uh, state. And so we understand that because from this scripture it says, when you see this certain thing happen, this abomination of desolation, we know what that is. That's when uh, the Antichrist will stand in the temple of God, proclaim that he is God, stop the animal sacrifices and establish the abomination of desolation. Then the Lord says, let those who be in Judea flee into the mountains because there will be great tribulation. And he tells them, don't even go back to your house to get anything. You've got to run for your life because tribulation starts in that area. So this is how we come to that conclusion. We know that Judea is the area that has been established as a disputed territory. The UN actually passed Resolution 2334, back during the Obama administration, when America did not use our veto power to stop this resolution. Well, basically what that resolution does is it states that the Israeli settlers that live in that area, before I talked about Gaza, how that was, these Israeli settlers that live there are there committing illegal occupation in that area. So something about the abomination of OF DESOLATION IS GOING TO TRIGGER THE GREAT TRIBULATION IN THAT PALESTINIAN CONTROLLED AREA. ALL
0: RIGHT, WE WILL GET TO YOUR CALLS AFTER THIS BREAK. YOU CAN JOIN US AT 877 END TIME, 877-363-8463.
5: I'VE BEEN PART OF THE END TIME FAMILY FROM THE BEGINNING OVER 30 YEARS AGO WHEN MY PARENTS, IRVIN AND JUDY BAXTER, BEGAN MINISTRY FROM THE RECLINER IN OUR LIVING room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. I want to remind you once again, this is a special month because your donations are being doubled. Uh, generous partners have made the Match campaign possible. So $50 turned into $100, 500 turns into 1000 and so on. Uh, you get the picture, go to endtime.com 2x or give us a call at 800 endtime and tell the operator that you want to give to the Match campaign. Doug? Yes. We're ready to move on with the show. Do you want to say anything before we get to the calls, or shall we jump right in?
1: Uh, we better get
0: to some calls, Vince. All right. Let's go to Jim in the truck. Jim, welcome to End of the Age.
6: Hey, praise the Lord, gentlemen. How you doing?
0: We're well. How are you, sir?
6: Pretty good. Uh, Exodus 19.4, God addressed Moses and Israel said, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Well, that's... uh basically symbolically the Lord's logistical grace and protection on the way he does things. He actually didn't bear them on eagles' wings, but yet the United States was, I'm throwing you a curveball. <laughs> so, I just figured I'd come up with a curveball. And uh, it's interesting how it talks about that back then, and then it says that he's going to protect a woman with the great wings of a great eagle for, uh, for a time, time, and a half of times, and protect them for that time, but... Um, there's a couple things I wanted to mention about that, but what do you think about that with that uh, uh, Exodus 19,4 scripture?
1: Well, I mean, Jim, we know for certain that God did that, and He and He told Him that He would do that. Um, if your if your reference is, you know, could that be the same thing that we're talking about there in Revelation 12 and 14? I mean, it will ultimately be God that saves Israel. Now, if He uses America for that. We believe that he will. That we have the capability in uh, not only air support power, but we have the capability to move a lot of people from an area very quickly with our uh, humongous helicopters that we have. The Chinook helicopter can carry uh, hundreds of people at a time to get them out of an area. Uh, We know that in the Bible there's not chapters that was put in by men, that was not put in by God. And so as John is given that revelation, he goes straight from what he's talking about there into those other beasts that were mentioned in Daniel. And this is why we believe that those eagles' wings do pertain to the same eagles' wings that Daniel mentions in Daniel 7. Uh, because we believe that he goes from there to show us that eagles' wings are helping Israel and then straight into those same beasts, the lion, the leopard, the bear, the ten-horned kingdom, just immediately after he talks about uh, the antichrist coming after the woman, so that's you know, why we believe that.
6: Yeah, you know, uh, I agree with you. Actually, it's just because he does. He told Daniel when Daniel saw the prophecy, and he said, "What does this mean?" I feel the spirit of God talking about it because he said, "Shut up the vision, for it is for the last days." This is God's proof to show the validity of the Word of God to people, so they would. Man, I feel the spirit of God talking about this one. This is this is. This is a huge nugget in, in an understanding of how real the Word of God is, mm-hmm. and not to not to distort the Word of God, which a lot of people do. Like right now, real quick, I wanted to mention that I was trying to get on before you guys were talking about uh, the Temple Mount, and I was there. you were talking. Listening to that tape of Irvin was amazing. You know, I feel like Esau compared to Jacob. You know what I'm saying? But and uh, at the end, Esau and Jacob. Uh, Jacob wasn't sure what was going to happen, but they became close again, and when. Jacob thought maybe he was going to lob his head off or something. But it it all turned out for the best. But um, where was I going with this? Uh, Oh, I remember when I went to Israel on his last trip to Israel with uh, Irvin, he brought me up onto the Temple Mount, and we were looking at the Dome of the Rock, and right there was that picture that was encased, uh, and it showed that the the, uh, marble had bled out a, a face of a demon. If you looked real close, and he pointed this out to me, he said see the eyes on top of that and it's not even it's a it's a uh, perfectly formed picture what do you call it it's a oh, i'm trying to think of the word you know the word what i'm saying it's a it was perfectly shaped but the four corners of the, the marble were not square if you look at it real close they're not square yet it was symmetrical in its design which shows you like you were talking about that map right that the name of God put his name in Jerusalem, he said he was going to do it, he did it, and it's exciting. I'm sorry, I'm excited as you are when I see that, it's just yeah. beautiful stuff. But uh, for us to see that, and then on the temple mount, on the Dome of the Rock, to see that bled-out marble with that face of a demon with the eyes on top, which is the Antichrist of the false prophet, that's what I believe that is. I, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, you know, God shows us things a lot of times— uh, In places where we least expect it. And we've seen that. We've seen things that God's even revealed through, uh, you know, some of the things that are at the Vatican there. And, uh, you know, God shows us things like if you've ever seen the, uh, you know, that one chamber that they have that looks like a snake's head. I mean, there's just symbolic things that God shows us sometimes. And, uh, And so we know we actually use like Time magazine covers to show that God is showing us things. And so, yeah, I, I could definitely see that because we know, like I said before, when God said, I'll put my name there, the devil said, well, if it's good enough for God, then that's where I want my name, too. And so that's what and, he wants. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me to see a, a demonic shape there at all.
6: Exactly. You know, anyway, the next time we talk, I'm hoping you're going to talk about the Temple Mount because they're doing an excavation in the city of David. They found the, the, the uh, spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's the name of that spring? The guy Ga- first spring springs. Like that. Yeah. What Uh is it
1: called, sir? The Gihon Springs.
6: Gihon Spring. They found the Gihon Spring. We're gonna talk about let other callers come in, but I'm excited. We're getting so close, man, I can't hardly stand it. Mm -hmm. All right, God bless you. She's the same guys, okay? Jim, God bless
0: you. (laughs) Let's go to Pat in Michigan. Pat, welcome to End of the Age.
6: Hi you guys. Um, this is sort of a follow up uh on uh Jim. Um I, I would like to know if you can confirm this. Do you know anything about this? I, I heard yesterday that Israel is under U.S. command militarily. And immediately I thought of Revelation twelve fourteen, But I could not find anything to substantiate that, and I wondered if you guys know anything about that.
1: I don't know that Israel would be under the U.S. military command. I, I just, I find that would, would be very difficult for me to believe. Me too. But, but I do know this we, we have a military base there uh, yeah. that we share with Israel, and it's the United States Air Force Base that's there, and we do joint uh, commands with them. And uh, so there, there are military there that belong to the United States. But we we are standing side by side with Israel there. We're not over them, and they're not necessarily over our troops, uh, but we share a compound there with them. And so I, I know that is true.
6: Yeah, okay. Yeah, if I find anything, I'll share it with you guys if that happens to be true. All right. But um, anyway, it is good to know that we still do have an alliance
1: mm-hmm.
5: to
6: confirm uh, 1214 Revelation.
1: Yes, ma'am, Absolutely.
5: Thanks for taking
1: my call. All right. Thank you. God bless.
0: Thanks, Pat. God bless you. I do want to remind you that we have provided 39 scriptures where the Lord said his name would be in Jerusalem. You can read that for totally free at endtime.com name. So go there and check that out. A great resource to have in this conversation. Let's go to Sam in Texas. Sam, welcome to End of the Age.
6: Hey guys, I want to give y'all kudos for having the end time being taught in the UN because I think that the UN's the the final the fourth horn beast. So so it, for it to be taught in in there is awesome. But on on Biden and dividing, if God wants him to do it, he'll do it. If God doesn't want him to do it, he won't because Satan cannot do anything without God's permission. Yeah. That's all I got.
1: Well, that that's good, Sam. And you know, to to just kind of touch on this a little bit, so that people understand where we're coming from, we know that Israel or Jerusalem specifically will not be divided until the Battle of Armageddon. I told Vince we would wait till later to talk about it, uh, but we we probably will not get to the full scripture. But if you look in Zechariah fourteen, verse one and two, it clearly says. That when that battle of Armageddon happens, that the nations that come down against Jerusalem, that they'll take half of the city and that the other half will not go into captivity. And so that means you can't lose half of something if you haven't had all of it. And so they're going to, Jerusalem will remain under Israeli authority. It will remain their capital. And that will probably be what the battle of Armageddon ends up being about uh, because they will try to force and implement the world government's power on Israel at that time. So just to kind of let everybody know, uh, you know, since that's our main topic, I know we've got other calls to get to, but I wanted to mention that, that. Zechariah 14, 1 and 2 explains that Israel will not lose Jerusalem until the Battle of Armageddon when Jesus comes back to fight for Israel. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. God bless you, Sam.
0: Thanks, Sam. Um, let's go to Trey in Texas. Trey, welcome to End of the Age.
6: Yes, I, I kind of have a question or comment. Uh, I don't know how uh, President Biden or any other president or any other leader of any other country can divide Jerusalem. I mean, Israel is a sovereign nation. It, 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 it's, it's Israel, I mean, Jerusalem is its capital. Uh, only the Senate has the authority to negotiate and ratify treaties. and the president doesn't have that authority or ability to do that. The only thing a president could do in my mind, and I might be wrong, is like when President Clinton uh, brokered the peace treaty between the PLO and Israel back in 93, and then they had that, they had the Y River plantation uh, negotiations. That didn't go through, but uh, I just don't see how a president or any kind of other leader can have that kind of authority over Israel and over Jerusalem. Uh, Maybe I might be wrong, but. I'd like just a little bit of clarity, but thank you for taking my call. I appreciate listening to you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, that will actually be what happens at the Battle of Armageddon. It will be the one world government that's trying to come down and implement their will on Israel to make them uh, give up Jerusalem. Uh, so right now, the United Nations is very much uh, a partner with the Palestinian people. I mean they they have the the United Nations have. Uh, tried to remove any uh, Israeli um, hold on any of the land there, on, any, on the Temple Mount, on uh, the graves of uh, Jehoshaphat and uh, Aslam. Aslam uh, I'm sorry, I can't even think of his name now. Um, David's son that rebelled. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know it. Well, I did until you said whatever you just said. (laughs) Uh, So Absalom. So they've tried to take away any kind of of connection that Israel has with any of those important uh, places there to Israel, including the Temple Mount, the most holy site to the Jewish people. The UN has tried to say it doesn't belong to the Jewish people. It belongs to the Palestinian people only because... They have a temple there, and they have or they have their mosque there, and they have the dome of the rock uh, but you know we know things biblically are going to change there because we know we have a peace agreement coming. Bible tells us that in daniel nine twenty seven uh, we know that there is going to be this two state solutions going to be involved in that because that's something that these two people have fought over uh. For a very, very long time, a lot of people say that the Palestinians actually have ties back to the Philistines. Uh, we don't know that that's necessarily the case. Uh, that's one of the things that Dave's studying out. He's going to try to write something about that one day, an article about if there are actually ties to that. Uh, but anyway, we know that there is coming a, that peace agreement, that there's going to be a sharing of that Temple Mount because of Revelation 11-2, and, uh, and that Israel will maintain Jerusalem up until the Battle of Armageddon.
0: All right, great show, Doug. Thanks so much. We'll be back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to watch.endtime.com and endtime.com for thousands of hours of free content. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information,